Father, I had a question for you. All right, what's up? How do we live college life as true Catholics? I have a college Catholic conundrum. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know. Let's call a friend. I've got one. So, Father, who's your who's the friend you're calling up? Um, Christian. Christian. Well, he's a Christian. He's a Christian. No pun intended, but he's, um, he's a Christian. A young man um, that might have some answers for us. He's going to answer some questions on how to live college life as yes. a Catholic, good Catholic. He he's somewhat of an example, somewhat, somewhat. He's gone through rough, rough things, but uh, let's call him over. <laughs> Christian, come on over. Come on over, Christian. Oh, there he is. Surprise, surprise. He's in the back. Hope you, Big man. Hope you don't mind. I brought my own candle. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what is that? Light of the world. Hopefully, we don't sit off there. Smoky. Smoke detectors here. So, explain that candle. What's that all about? Um, This is... It's an analogy to my faith in college. So, you walk around the college campus with that? Also? Yeah. That's my fire burning. So, awesome. Well, welcome. Yeah. Thank good to, Good to have Thank you. you. He actually has a podcast of his own. <laughs> yeah. We can introduce that later, but it's called... It's called Go Forth. Go Forth. How do you spell that for our new listeners? Yeah, so Gox Forth. G-E-A-U-X. The Cajun spelling. The Cajun spelling. Go Forth. Louisiana style. Mm. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Or whatever this video thing is. Um Great. So we're going to talk a little bit about your experiences being a Catholic okay. yeah. in college. Sounds good. We need, we need to give just conundrum. a brief bio, though. Where you're yeah. from, how old are you, mm. and how tall are you? How tall am I? Right? And anything else you think is interesting for people to know, Cool. give context. Cool. Yeah. Um, my name is Christian Rabelais. I'm about to turn 21 in a few weeks. So. Birthday party. Big yeah. 21. Big birthday party. Yeah. Um, I'm from Mandeville, Louisiana, which is where we're at right now. Um, one cool, interesting thing about me is that I can play the harmonica. One song, just one song on the harmonica. Piano man? Piano man. We I knew, knew it. it. I didn't know that, actually. Because that's what people usually play when they get the harmonica for the first time. So uh, we're going to talk about your faith. Perfect. Yes. So what, what has been kind of like your backstory? Like, how did you live your faith before college? And what was kind of like, I don't know, something that you think would be um, honorably mentioned? Yeah. Well, in high school, my faith wasn't very strong. I grew up Catholic, um, Catholic family. And around my senior year of high school, one of you legionaries that's currently not here right now, um, he invited me to do what's called a mission year, which you all know about. Um, where gap year, you, gap college, year, yeah, or after high school, yeah, exactly. And so, what I was able to do during this gap year was I got to go live in community with your brothers up in DC. Um, Wait, weren't you in DC? Were you together? No, he followed my. After, yeah, when you, I left, when you, you arrived. It was kind of crazy. My first week there was his last week there, so we oh, we overlapped traded the week. places. Yeah, and came come here, to your and home you hometown. Yeah. Stomping ground. <laughs> and then you, yeah, you went to where I was yeah. from. Okay, yeah. Anyways, but during that year, 
my faith really blossomed. Um, living in community with priests will really do that. Because every time I had a question, like a deep question, I always got the best, like, straightforward answer, you know? Because... Your conundrums. My conundrums. A lot of conundrums. Exactly. That's a big word. Conundrums. Awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of my background. And then I just finished my second year at Louisiana Tech. So... What's your mascot up there? It's a bulldog. Really? Like bulldog. Georgia Bulldogs? Like Georgia Bulldogs. No, bulldogs. don't talk about Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, oh no. Not this territory. No. Tigers. Go Tigers. Tigers. So, yeah. um, so what was your, I don't know, like what's the biggest issue that you think college students face when they go from, maybe from Catholic families, but just in general, when they get on campus, no matter what they're upbringing in their faith wise, but like, what are they looking for the most when they get on campus? Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest problems would be whenever most of these kids go from high school to college, it's like their first taste of freedom, right? Away from their family where their decisions are up to them, you know? They're not being monitored all the time. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? Um, so especially if you grow up in a very, um, like, strict household, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whenever you get to college, like, some people tend to go crazy, you know? Like, with the parties and stuff. It's your first experience of freedom. Exactly. And a lot of experiments of... Do you want an analogy? I love analogies. <laughs> Jello. Jello. So you have jelly uh -huh. and how you make it. You warm up the water, dissolve the little packet of stuff, and you put it into a mold and you put it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. okay. Sometimes you take it out and you take the mold off, like the the cup or whatever, and the jello just like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't coagulated, it wasn't like firmed up. So once you take the structure away of what you grew up in high school, yeah. it depends like what kind of what kind of jello are you? If you're, if you've got, if you retain <laughs> that, those principles and that structure in your own life, or do you just like, but we yeah. all need structure, right? So that's very true. And that was something that the mission year, like, I'm so grateful that it provided me with that, like structure and formation. Um, I don't think I went too crazy when I got to college. <laughs> I think, I think I did okay. So what are like, I don't know, like five, um, I don't know, principles or five elements you think that are like key for your for your life on campus like somebody's looking for structure let's look for like um things that that will keep them yeah that jello together right yeah strong yeah. knit so maybe there's certain elements that that kind of guided you or that you're still figuring out because i don't know yeah you have definitely. a perfect college lifestyle but yeah heck there's, no. certain, there's certain things that i think could we could present to people and maybe yeah really help them I'd say, first and foremost, the most important thing is community, for sure. Mm -hmm. Friends or goals. Exactly. Who yeah. are you hanging out with? You know, Are you getting involved with the Catholic Center at your school? Do you have a strong Catholic Center? Whenever you're looking at colleges, are you you know, looking into that first? Because it's super important. Um, at my school, at LA Tech, we don't have the best Catholic Center, um, which is a big bummer for me. Because, you know, I really enjoy good Catholic community. But growing up in Regnum Christi, we have a certain charism. Um, and my charism doesn't really fit <laughs> the one at LA Tech. They're very um, charismatic, very praise and worshipy, you know. I mean, some so, people like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, you have to find where you actually, where you fit and where you can grow, right? Yeah. yeah. 
some people go to college with their group friends already in high school, mm-hmm. but no matter mm-hmm. what, usually you kind of stick to people that are in the same, I don't know, sectors of study or if you're in a sport. So there's different like groups that you could find, but I think, like you said, if you're wanting to find something there on campus, you have to look for it. Mm-hmm. So look for those people that you're like, I want to be like them. Right? Definitely. So this group, the groups are really important where you hang out. I think that's something I've failed to do so far. So don't look to me for an example for that. But you're, you're searching. <laughs> yeah. And you're finding well, the thing is for me, for my mission year, I made so many good like friends from there that are my age that are in college. Uh-huh. Um, so I usually just keep in touch with them. But yeah. So friend groups, really important. Very important. Most important. What's so probably the next one is, um, so once you have your friend groups, like your, I don't know, like, like you said, you, you had habits in the mission year mm-hmm. of like, you went to mass every day yeah. in the mission year, which is really awesome. You know, those experiences, not like you could do that for the rest of your life, but you could try, but like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'd say number two in a broad sense would just be human formation in itself. Okay. Cause that's another thing. Uh, once you move out of your home and you're on your own, things can fall apart and your human formation very easily like yeah. the, more, the more, more basic needs yeah like your life. dorm room wasn't like immaculate mine was, After a mission mine was pretty clean <laughs> he made his bed you make your bed yeah he made yeah. every day that was something that i did do right <laughs> and um, you wash the dishes laundry yeah laundry i even wash my sheets like once every few months instead of like once a year <laughs> That's great. That's sick. <laughs> wait, wait, compared to a lot of... Hey, yeah, you should say a lot of people... I, I know people that are at college, they haven't washed All their right, sheets yet. moving on. That's All just... Right. Uh, they don't even have sheets. <laughs> they don't even, actually, that's true as well, sadly. But yeah, human formation, super important. What does that mean? Just human formation? like, whatever, keeping your things tidy, your hygiene, things like that, you know? And whenever you're yeah. on top of those things, your spiritual life becomes a lot easier. Because right. I, it gives you this peace, right? When everything's in order. When it's like going, getting to study, right? And if you don't have your, exactly. your yeah. desk, your area, it's not, it's not like everything orderly. you need. Yeah. yeah. If everything around you is out of whack, how's, how's your spiritual life going to be organized mm-hmm. and good? Keep your room clean. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's a kind of a, a meme from Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah. If you want to change the world. <laughs> Clean your room. Exactly. <laughs> or make your bed. Make it's your bed. so true, though. Is it? So true. Yeah. Yeah. Those That's... little human things, which we sometimes take for granted uh-huh. or let, let go by, you know. I remember my, when I was in, in seminary, about five, six years ago, I had my room immaculate, like sheets, you know, clean and bed made and desk was perfect. And he, here comes in my, my superior, a brother that finally comes over. He goes, oh, it's a great room. Yeah, it's perfect. And looks up to my, you know what, you have the, the beam on top of your door. He goes like this. He goes, oh, there's the spot. Dang. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, like come on, no one ever sees that. But yeah, like attention to details. Yeah. Military like, academy, almost. But, I don't know if I was that on top of keeping my door. No, but that's, that's different. <laughs> At least you wash your sheets once a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think other than like the externals um, of cleanliness, things like human information also deals with the way you interact with people, right? Mm-hmm. Your etiquette, your courtesy, your like those elements of, I don't know, just living with others. Yeah, social that, skills. Social skills Definitely. that could be 
um, neglected and that has a big influence on, I don't know, your friend circles. Like how, how do you connect with people? And it's a, it's a thing you have to form, like your formation means you're continually trying to grow. Yeah. So how do you, how would you achieve that? Like the human formation side, if you don't have the tools to start off? Right? Yeah. I think the, the first thing to get on top of human formation is having a routine in your daily life, you mm-hmm. know, like having a schedule that you go by. That's huge. Like when I wake up, I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to do morning prayers every morning. I'm going to wake up at the same time every morning. Even if my first class isn't until 12, I'm still going to wake up at eight, mm-hmm. you know, still trying to go to bed on time. I think that's super important is schedule. And I know I'd say 95% of college students don't have a daily schedule. <laughs> Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. So my first year, my freshman year of college, first class, more often than not, I was like at 11. And you woke up whenever you wanted. Yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway. So you're, all right, it's Catholic. Um, what is it? College Catholic conundrum. I'm trying to remember his acronym, but the, the Catholic part of it. So you have the, the circles of friends, you have your human formation. Mm. What's the Catholic element of that? Well, I mean, that's pretty, pretty obvious is the prayer life and your personal spiritual life. Uh-huh. Um, that's huge as well. And those two things, the first two things you mentioned, those influence the personal spiritual life, right? Uh-huh. Like we already talked about, but yeah, I mean, your prayer life, you know, what, how much time are you putting into your, your prayer life every day? Because that's super important. You know, if you have the first two things, but you don't have a prayer life, then obviously something's wrong. Yeah, your priorities, right? Exactly. So the first two, I said the first two things are super important, not because they themselves are important, but because of how they influence the spiritual life. Uh, it kind of gives a, a you, it's yeah. a prerequisite, right? Exactly. Having well, success they all go in hand that. in hand, right? They support mm-hmm. each other. They build up each other. Yeah, the, the prayer life is definitely the most important, but it's a lot harder to have the prayer life without those two things. Yeah. So what is your... What's your not, prayer life? Or what would you suggest? Because like, <laughs> I've, I've spoken with people who are in college, like, I have no time to pray. Yeah. Or I have no time. Well, it's true. Sometimes you're like just bogged down with classes and with studies, the, the mandatory readings or the papers I have to get done. So what would, I don't know, I think the big thing would be balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you can do, expectations, I guess. I can say my first year, I use that excuse all the time, all the time. And when I talk to my spiritual director, he's like, how's your prayer life? I'm like, father, like I really just have no time I'm because I'm an engineering major. <laughs> so I always have homework. And I was like, father, I just can't do it. I just can't. I don't have time. And he's just like, okay. It's okay. like, you can't even pray your rosary? Like 20 minutes? Like, father, I'm no time. <laughs> No time. That's bogus. All right. Everybody in college. Yeah. yeah, You definitely can make time for prayer. Yeah. Wake up 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you make time to eat? Yeah. Do you make time to watch a Netflix movie? Exactly. Yeah. So there's priorities, right? Exactly. There's, um, I was just reading an article and Pope Benedict was, um, speaking about materialism and secularism. Not to get into it too much to, you know, derail this, but, it's materialism where we give so much importance or priority to the material world, which is like what we can touch and mm-hmm. feel and, and the whole spiritual element of the, of our life gets neglected or even thought that, I don't know, that doesn't exist anymore for me. So I could work out, I could, you know, rest well, I could do all this kind of stuff, but my whole spiritual world gets, you know, it starves. 
yeah. or secularism, which is, you know, where society, my friend groups, that weighs so much more in my decisions than what the church asks of mm-hmm. in my religion or yeah. faith. Or faith asks as well. So when it put in the scales, you play rugby, right? Yeah. You know, you could be like, well, this weekend I've got a rugby tournament. Sunday we got a game. I won't be able to get to mass. Yeah. Where it should be where faith influences my secular, which is like the Latin word for time or for um, the world or like, you Mm -hmm. know, where my faith influences the world, not vice versa. So prayer life. Yeah. Yeah, How how has that been at least your first two years there? Like living it out and I don't know, you can even try like some struggles you might have had. Yeah, it's definitely a roller coaster for sure. Um, I know when I first got to college, I was fresh off of my mission year, so I was excited. So the first few months went super well. So was, mission year was like daily mass, daily prayer. Yeah, exactly. Like half an hour of meditation every morning, 30 minutes every morning. Rosary every day. Rosary every day. Confession whenever you wanted. Exactly. Yeah. So I was pretty on top of it first few months, and then that quickly fell off. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, college got the best of me first year. Um but yeah, I mean, it had ups and downs, right? So I would fall off for a month or a few weeks at a time, and then I'd pick back up. But then I'd fall off again. Um, and that, like, weighed down on me for a while, because I thought, man, I'm really not firm in my faith. Um, but I've come to figure out that, you know, spiritual life is a roller coaster, especially in college. So don't, that's one thing, you can't get discouraged whenever you, whenever you fall off for for anybody who's listening to this that's in college, like don't get discouraged whenever your prayer life might take a turn, or like you just have to hop back into it. What's a good like minimum or like baseline that you say, okay, I could always get back to this? Morning yeah. prayers, night prayers, kind five of minutes. Bookends to your day. Yeah. Starting off with something, connecting to God, and then you end off connecting to God. Bare minimum: morning prayers, night prayers, mm-hmm. five minutes. Sacraments, also- obviously. Like Sunday mass. Going oh, back, well, to, yeah. the, going back to the morning prayers thing, like each one has their own way of doing a morning prayer or a night prayer. Some people read the gospel for five minutes. Some people just say some spontaneous prayer. Right. Some people have those actual made prayers that they do. An offered self offertory, yeah, offered offering yourself yeah. to God. A morning offering. And a conscious exam in the evening, something like. Yeah. So that's a good morning prayers, night prayers. Yeah, completely. So, yeah, first year was. Big roller coaster, and then this past year, my second year was pretty. It was pretty black and white, like the first half. Um, I was not super. I was not doing super well in my prayer life, um, but then after Christmas, Exodus ninety started. Um, the famous ooh. Exodus ninety. Yeah, X Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exodus ninety this year X-Man. was it was incredible. Like my prayer life. Was probably the best it's ever been, for sure. So that's a structured routine of some sacrifice, some asceticism, right? Yeah, yeah and that's why because I had yeah. I had the routine, I had the the asceticism. You know, sacrifice you have to make. Do you recommend that for not for everybody or for people who would need a little jump start? Yeah, to the faith again. I think I would recommend it for everybody. I will. I mean, give it a shot. Yeah, it's super intense, but it's Two worth it. Good. So you got your, we got our friends group. You've got your human formation mm-hmm. or your, you know, then you have your prayer life. Yeah. Um, 
would be kind of like that fourth element that you think would be um, like once you've got all this, how do you find like, am I doing the right thing? Am I what like connecting to somebody? One thing, one thing he did mention was, sorry, I'm just adding to this, but was having someone to guide you like a spiritual director or a mm -hmm. chaplain or someone you could talk. What to. does that look like? Yeah. So for me, I mean, I've had y'all spiritual directors, legionaries. Um, so I don't know exactly what it looks like for every college student, but just having someone that you can talk to, it could even be like a best friend um, that you look up to spiritual life. It's gotta be someone you look up to, like someone that calls you higher for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just having someone that you can really open up to and, uh, hold nothing back and say like, what's been troubling you, what's been going wrong in life, what's been going right in life. Um, so that they can, that they can guide you, you know? Yeah. They become more like mentors because mm -hmm. at level one of your social support, you have your friends, you know, guys you hang out with, and then you have someone who actually spill deeper things that they can actually guide you mm. right and it's rare that like college students have that right mm -hmm. i mean those who grew up in like good catholic circles like you you, you have those but uh yeah and i think a, a good spiritual director probably for i mean for all ages but all seasons in life would just help you set goals right yeah, yeah. where am i right now where's god calling me and Can what's the it's like a map and what's the path to get there yeah and how do i deal with obstacles that are in the path and how do i reorient myself when i get lost off the path so that's just kind of a somebody like a spiritual director that would just keep you accountable to the goals that you've set for yourself yeah and challenge you to to remember to keep god as a priority and keep moving forward and don't I'll, just stand still or go backwards yeah a lot of times you just need to say some things out loud to realize like you've been crazy or you've been lying to yourself like Whatever, whenever I tell father, like, yeah, I just can't make time, you know? I'm just really busy here. He's like, quit being ridiculous. <laughs> and then I'd hear myself saying that, and I'd be, like, watching an hour-long Netflix special. Like, <laughs> okay, I can totally make time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's not much time. Like, going back to their prayer life, if you sum up all those essential prayer moments, you won't even hit an hour. You won't even hit an hour. Yeah. Absolutely. It, and people can binge watch Netflix to the wee <laughs> hours of the morning. Uh, you know, we're all human. You know? <laughs> we all can do so, it. So, anyway, it takes a lot of it takes takes a lot of willpower. It takes a lot of discipline. Mm -hmm. And something just came to mind. I think would be very important is to ask yourself, like, what motivates me to keep my Catholic life on fire, right? Because it's easy, as you said, it's easy to lose the battle after a couple of months because no one's. Uh, intentionally supporting you. You don't have a family structure. You're not in the parish. Mm -hmm. right? And it's easy to say, ah, whatever. I'll figure it out when I get there. Right? So you ask yourself, like, what's, what motivates me? What's that deeper desire in me that keeps the fire alive? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to share something about that. or. Yeah. Actually, that's something that's been on my heart a lot lately. Something mm -hmm. that's been, like, my focus in prayer. Like, why... Why am I Catholic? Why? Why do I do all the things I do? Why do I set time aside for prayer? Um, I don't know the exact answer, but I know one thing that's been in my prayer a lot lately is love, obviously. You know, 
Um, and then asking in prayer, like, Lord, give me, give me the desire to love, like, to love you more. Because love has to be the root of it all. It's a yeah. call, right? I mean, question, why are we all Catholic? Right? Why are we? It's because we've been called yeah. by Christ, right? It's yeah. a personal invitation. He loved us first. And that's and why we love. Respond with love. And First Timothy, right, talks about fan into flame those embers of our faith. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're always trying to do. Yeah, it gets it gets tired, it gets cold, like the charcoal <laughs> and the incense, right? It gets like a yeah. crust over the top of it, and we just have to like fan yeah. it into flame. So it blows out the candle, just kind of relight it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So you've got those friend circles, you've got that um, human formation. Also spiritual formation, right? What you read, yeah. always trying to to up the level of your your knowledge about the faith. Yeah, you know, and then you have that prayer life. Right? How are you really deepening in your relationship with God? The sacraments. Uh, fourth, we have the spiritual director. But you, do you have like a lay guide too? Like so, just like a spiritual coach, let's say. Yeah, but well, also for me, it's my my best friend. Um, you know, I uh -huh. can always. We always keep each other accountable for whatever's yeah. going on in our lives. Um, so it's really good to have that person. Like a best best buddy, best friend. That's exactly. Like, yeah. Remind you who you are. Yeah, you're, tell you whenever about. you're tripping, whenever you're being crazy. Like, yeah. Smack you. Yeah. yeah. Good. Jinx. Good. And then yeah. I'd say there's one more. One more important thing. Uh -huh. um, and that's just the mission, like staying involved. Um, that's being active. Yeah, just staying active in having in your an church. outlet for all the stuff you receive, like to give. How how hard has that been? Or because I know college students, even in my college life, like meeting with your buddies, even meeting with your buddies to pray, like that's easy. Yeah. But to take time out to do something extra, it's like if you say I don't have time to pray. Imagine that. Yeah. I don't know the I'm, other c word. Commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Committed so much. I can't do another thing. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. Enlighten us. What does that look like, Master? So in college life. In college in your life. At school. I know for me personally, um, the college that I go to, we live in the Bible Belt. So there's a lot of Protestants. I'd be willing to say like 90% of our school wow. is Protestant. Um, so for me personally, that looks like having conversations with these Protestants a lot, like forcing these conversations that make them uncomfortable. <laughs> also me uncomfortable. Um, you know, like I, I live with four Protestant guys. Oh really? Yeah. And so sometimes I like, I like leave the Bible out on the counter and like leave it open to John six with like bookmark right next to it. You know, and I, <laughs> just whatever, you know, just, Making conversation. Yeah. Know? Are there like organized stuff too that you could do? Because I know some campuses have focus missionaries or um, the Catholic Center or Evangelical mm. Catholics. So like there's different programs on a lot of campuses, but obviously yours doesn't have much. Yeah. I mean, they but, do, they like, do missions. Yeah. Uh, every year they have a mission trip to Nicaragua, I think. I think. Uh-huh. South America exactly. somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere there. Somewhere else. Um, they do that, and then they also have local local things they do, like food drives and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting involved with students. Isn't it fulfilling, like just to like give your time and something else to somebody else? I think that's one yeah. thing we struggle with is 
like the individualism where it's all about me and I don't take into account that I'm connected to so many people in my life spiritually, but also like socially. And that individualism that we struggle with in our society today is just like, it's all about me. Yeah. And I'm at the center and, um, I have to fend for myself and I'm just trying to navigate this world. But that Catholic worldview of there's a whole mystical body of Christ that I could reach through my activity, my self-giving, my, you know, and when you do, I don't know, like when you talk to a homeless person and just be concerned with them, like Pope Francis says, reach the marginalized, it's something inside of us just thrives, right? It's like, it wakes up and it's like, oh, that was so beautiful to like touch the person of Christ in this, you know, most needy. And you know what? It's those moments that answer Deacon's question of like, what what, motivates you? What motivates you, right? It's like those fulfilling moments, Mm -hmm. especially like during the mission, you know? Yeah. Mission. Awesome. Those are good elements. Friend circles, formation, human and spiritual also. Your prayer life, the sacraments, a spiritual director or mentor, accompaniment, somebody that's like with you through the ups and downs. And then mission. Mission. So someone who lives those uh, elements, Uh it's ideal. You know, it'd be awesome. And once once they do that, I mean, provide structure. It's a good starting point. And, and yeah, hopefully a lot of, hopefully, hopefully, you know, co- college Catholics can start, you know, finding Conquering ways. Conquering that conundrum. Yeah. And there's so many ways. <laughs> there, there, there are tons of ways because colleges are different. People you're with are different. You're in the Bible Belt. Some people opt for actual Catholic universities, uh-huh. right? Some people go to community college. Some people don't even go to college, right? Yeah. And yeah. Different so realities. can be applied anywhere. Yeah. But... I have a question. So because Father Jeremy always does the surprise endings, I have a surprise ending. All right, let's see it. Okay. Meet that phone. No, just kidding. So. Wait, so who's the question for? For you. Oh, of course. <laughs> Father Jeremy. Okay. I'm immune. <laughs> see you. He always asks the question to me. So oh, okay. this time, it's a hierarchy. So. Share with us your most awkward Catholic moment in college. And I'm going to need you to rephrase that in the form of a question. Not, <laughs> okay. oh. not a command. <laughs> that gives you, you time to think. Yeah. <laughs> can you, this is Jeopardy. Now. Can you kindly <laughs> share with us your That's most awkward... What has been your most awkward moment in college? <laughs> I'm so diplomatic. Just go with it. My most awkward... Okay. I actually know exactly what it is. Awkward, yeah. So, during my freshman year, uh, when I was living in the dorms, somehow I got roped into a conversation at like four in the morning, not four in the morning, like two in the morning. It was me and it was three atheists. And they were just like bashing me with questions. And let me, let me give you all a piece of advice. Don't get outnumbered in conversations. <laughs> Especially at three in the morning. You will lose every time because they can just keep bouncing off of each other while you're just sinking in the mud. Um, but yeah, they were just bashing me with questions. And then I started trying to get into like all this crazy stuff like Eucharistic miracles. And uh, yeah, it was 
That was interesting. Like what questions, if you want to share, what questions did they ask you? Oh my gosh. Because maybe Father Jeremy can like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was, man, it was a long time ago now. I mean, it was just, it was stuff like, like how can the Eucharist be real? Like it's like very fundamental questions, uh-huh. you know? And then it was also stuff, I was asking them a lot of questions. I was trying to go for the Socratic method. That wasn't working very well either. I was like, you think that life is just you you die and it's all over? Best defense is an attack, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. And they were saying, Direct. like, well, it's all about making life better for the next person. Yeah. I was like, how How does that make any sense? Like, why? Why yeah. would why would that be life? Like your the purpose of your life is to make life better for the next person. Have you had follow up conversations with them afterwards, or they just kind of well, like went in for blood and left? That's it? the awkward part about it all. Was <laughs> that now yeah, get they the meat potatoes? I don't like me very much. Oh, <laughs> after that, so it was kind of a zero sum game. Yeah, no one wins. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Thank you, Christian. Always a pleasure. Thank we'll you all so him. much for doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, awesome. we, we, we would, I know you also want to promote your podcast. Ah, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, you spoke about it in the beginning. But... So what do you, what do you talk about with, um, it's with Jude, right? Jude, exactly. So you, it's called, um, go forth, go forth, not third, not fifth, fourth. So, well, F O U, not the number oh. fourth. go forth. I know. This is a, yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so what's, yeah. what's the topics that you cover? So we, honestly, we just have very broad conversations on pretty basic Catholic topics like the Eucharist. There's more of a conversational tone. Yeah, much more conversational. Um, It's a lot of nonsense, so if you're in for a good laugh. So you're both the same age, friends. That's your friend that you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um, Good. Yeah, we're just two dudes trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it all out. It's so. a great thing. So do you have a, a catchphrase that you finish with usually in your oh, podcast? Yeah. Think, should we finish with that? <laughs> that was a softball. So what was, what is it? Well, Father, I know you're pretty used to saying this, but are you all ready to end this? Let's do, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I've been waiting for that the whole time. Go forth. The podcast has ended. Thanks. Speedy guy. <laughs> Thank you. All right.